Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show that's with gratitude, just want to say thank you to everyone and anyone who supports anything we have going on. Um, Special shout out to all the students from Buy the Hood University as well as the youth from the Buy the Hood Ownership Camp. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Core. Core, what's up, good brother? What it is, though. Every day above ground is a good day. Let's go get it. Absolutely. And you guys know that our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work, putting out positive energy and doing things to build our community. Listen, we got a returning guest. We have our sister on, a member of our community, a legend. We have the Lancia Hamilton, a.k.a. the chart god. Lance, what's going on? What's up, y'all? Y'all know I'm happy to chop it up with y'all. So thanks for be on again. Absolutely. Listen, um, for those who don't know, Lance is a, a kind of a living legend in our community, man. Like um, <laughs> I said this the other day and she wasn't even in the room when I said this. I think I said Lance might be the goat when it comes to charting. And I know a lot of amazing, that. amazing people who chart. But um, Lance's ability to teach um, as well as just her skills and her back testing. I've never seen anything like it. Like, you know, yeah, um, the numbers is nuts. Yeah, it's just it's, just, it's insane. So we wanted to bring her on because we have a special project coming up. I like to call it um, our courses are like mixtapes, man. So you know, um, <laughs> we, we got it. We got a new course mixtape coming up with Lance. Um, so if we right. did part one, you know, we did part one, which was um intro to price action, which had amazing feedback. Um, so now we have part two, and part two is called a uh, God God charts and so shall you. Um, <laughs> It's like our Griselda mixtape. The the illest charting mixtape in the history of man. (laughs) By the way, for those who think I'm joking, you can go to GodChartsAndSoShallYou.com to take a look at it. Um, But, you know, but I'm just happy to have this conversation about charting, about investing, um, you know, with land. So uh, let's get it started, though, Lance. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I mean, we already told your story the first time you were here, but I want to talk specifically about charting, right? So, um, you know, some people uh, do fundamental analysis, some do charting, some do both. And I got to give you credit for one thing. You, a combination of you and Passa has turned Corey into a chart god himself. <laughs> Corey is someone yeah, who always was anti-charting. And now I see his charts and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> that goes to show just kind of what kind of teacher you are. Corey sat through as we were recording the course and he came out a new person. <laughs> Yo, that's that's like top five. Of, that's like top ten achievements of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yo, I never traded off a chart until about a month ago. Yeah, I was like, yo, I can't like because I couldn't see anything clearly on the chart. It's so right. much clearer to me on an options chain than it was on yeah. a chart. But right. now I can, you know, I can see now, the chart. You like Neo? You like Neo? You see the light up. now. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this though. Um, when it comes to charting, what do you think is the biggest mistake that or biggest misconception that people have about charting in your experience? Um, one of the like, and I see this with a bunch of like well-known popular gurus where they say that charts are irrelevant and it's about the news. And I'm like, 
but the charts is the buying and the selling based on certain narratives. So they go, they really are, they go together. Like you can't have one without the other really. Um, and, and there is no, no moment where the news and the price action diverge ever. Mm -hmm. um, and if you feel like there is, then there, that's your error that you're making. Like there's something, there's a piece of information that you're not getting at the moment that is the real reason for the price action appearing to go against what you feel is the narrative. Um, so that's one of the biggies that I see. So a lot of people, unfortunately, get discouraged about learning about, you know, charts and price action because you got popular gurus that say, you know, stuff like that, like, oh, just trade the news. You know, the, the charts are, you know, irrelevant. Um, another uh, misconception that people tend to have when it comes to charts is that it's complicated. Um, and it's really not, you know, some people do make it really complicated. Um, and I did, you know, when I first started learning, but that was just a part of the learning curve for me, um, I think. Uh, but charts are really simple. It's it's really just buying and selling. That's it. And you can just actually see it and read it um, in a different way, uh, as opposed to just looking at a piece of news and um, going off of that information alone. So those are those are two big ones that I see. But you know what, though? Um, and I think I don't it probably is intentional how people try to make charting seem um, very, very it's like a mystique. behind Yeah. It, right? Yeah. Yep culture you see the, the 15 screens and all the different numbers <laughs> going up and down um but it's why i got you know give you like your flowers yourself as well as like you know pass the tone like seeing people that do this and explain things like what's the 20 what's the 200 and then it starts mm -hmm. to come together it's like it's almost like everything else they, they keep people out of certain um industries and things through vocabulary and try to make yeah. things seem a lot more complicated than they really are yeah. and it just isn't right when you take right. the you take a little bit of time and you study, you start to realize like Corey did, like Corey said, I'm already looking at the same stuff. Now it just makes sense, you know, yeah, but it takes time. It wasn't it wasn't the actual vocabulary for me, though. It was the actual. Lines. Yeah, I get the lines. I get it. Like, yeah. It was just too much going on. Like it just it, it, it was just but once like, you understand what each one represents and you can take them on and off. Now you see like, oh, OK, it's it, because it's a mystique behind charting. Um. And, and I think a lot of times that keeps people away. But I think yeah. that a, after, you know, <laughs> taking both of Lance's courses, like participating, yeah, yeah. rewatching them, I'm sitting there like, man, I wish I would have had access to this, you know, years ago. Because now, I, listen, I popped the chart. I popped the uh, Amazon yesterday. I'm just sitting there watching the charts like, OK, boom, right here. A thousand dollars out of the blue. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm creating money now. And yeah, um, it had nothing really to do with the fundamentals. So now I'm like on completely the other way. I'm just mm -hmm. trading, trading price action. So um got to give you your flowers for that because you've helped me see the light, right? Um, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Come so, to the pulpit. Uh, oh, yeah. That's I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I still fundamentally breaking yeah. down the company will still give you an idea of where the price action is going. Yeah, yeah. You, it's it? not that. It's not that. Like she said, it's, it, it always it doesn't diverge, but. If you understand fundamentally what a company does and how it makes its money and those kind of things, it will help you. No, absolutely. But, but what I'm saying is what I recognize is I can trade with price action and without having to know anything about the fundamentals. Exactly. The but I can't do I can't do vice versa. Right. But I can trade. 
I can trade price action without fundamentals because sometimes price action is about emotion, right? So all the so time, some, all the time, yeah, all the time. So the fundamentals can be say one thing, but people's emotions are somewhere else. Um, but if I'm just looking at price action, I see their emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've, I've really made a, a complete switch, and I gotta, you know, give uh, give Lance credit for that. So Lance, you've taught a lot of people, um, you know, through your courses, and also like via one on one. So yeah. what would you say um, in your experience when people are starting out, like try, they have no experience at all charting, what are some of the things they can try to do to get better or just practice as, as they um, you know, want to start picking this up as a skill set? Mm. Uh, start with the basics, bare minimum, like, you know, what is a candlestick? That's how I started. You know what I'm saying? So I was I pretty much stripped, stripped all of it down to, OK. If I'm looking at a chart and it's a series of candles, I need to figure out what one candle means. You know what I'm saying? And so then that led me to, oh, so it's a, a different types of candles. Oh, and now the candles can tell me uh, different information, like on uh, whether the buyers are in control, whether sellers are in control and things like that. So start with the basics, pull up a chart um, and, and don't worry about the indicators right off, you know, mm-hmm. Um just start with, you know, basic, you know, what candlesticks one-on-one um, and go from there. If you want to add, you know, indicators, do that, but keep it simple because the more indicators that you have, um, then you start to, it, it's, you just overdoing it, you know. Um, I tend to tell people, you know, maybe three max is, mm-hmm. is really uh, sufficient. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much why I tell people to start. Do you, do you find that do you find that when people start, they tend to put way too much on their charts? Uh, you know, um, absolutely. OK, absolutely. <laughs> they'll, they'll have like five different parts of the screen with this. This indicator saying one thing, another indicator saying something else. It, you, you really just don't want that. Really. It, it mm-hmm. makes it too complicated. Got you. And I know you go over this um, a little bit in the course, but you actually go in depth about this in the course. But I want to ask you just briefly um, in terms of time frames. Right. So someone starting out. Right. Um, someone looking at, you know, maybe they haven't got the course yet, um, although you should get the course because it's classic. But um, in terms of time frames, the one minute chart, the five minute chart, the 15 minute, the hour, like where should someone start or should they start automatically looking at multiple uh, time frames? Really, you should start looking at multiple time frames. However, you got to think about what your objective is and who you are as a trader. If you're a scalper, then, you know, the lower time frames are going to make more sense. But if you're a swing trader, then those higher time frames are going to be uh, a lot more significant than they would be for a scalper or a day, or a day trader. Um, but definitely start with multiple time frames because what happens is if you're just focused on one time frame, you you can get um, kind of pigeonholed into that time frame and not see the bigger picture. Like mm-hmm. you can literally be just looking at the daily chart, like oh I see this, but what you don't see is maybe the weekly chart has been setting up for a reversal, so you just get mauled. You know what I'm saying? So multiple time frames are very important because it allows you to piece the bigger picture together. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out, you know, what's going on. Um, And I'll give you a quick example. Um, Earlier this week on Monday, I was looking at um, Apple, uh, saw a seven-figure print on time and sales, and I was like, hmm, let me me just do some more investigating on this. Uh, And it was really a neutral position, so um, I know we're not talking about, you know, option strategies, but it's called a... uh, 
long straddle, you know, some, you know, some people may know about that, but it's a long straddle. So you make money regardless of whether the price goes up or whether it goes down. Um, what you don't want to happen with that long straddle is for the price to just be stagnant. Um, so I was like, okay, so somebody with a lot of money is expecting a move on Apple and not just like, oh, a little five point move. Like they're expecting like 10 plus, maybe even 15, 20 point move on Apple soon. Um, and the expiration date was, is uh, middle of April. So I was like, oh, they're expecting this like in the next 30 days or so. So I was like, let me go look at Apple chart because I used to, Apple used to be one that I followed on a daily basis and I kicked it off my watch list after the, the split stuff. And so I was like, let me go check out Apple, see what's going on. So I did what's called a top-down analysis. And of course we covered that in the course. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got to the weekly chart, drew my trend lines. And what I saw was um, a pretty good signal that Apple was bouncing. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, let me go down to um, the daily chart. So I went to the daily chart and I saw some reversal signals and I was like, yo, I'm taking this trade. Um, and you know, whatever happens, happens. Of course, I could have been wrong. I could have been, you know, whatever. But um, there were so many signs that were supporting me in my analysis. So I was like, okay, let me, let me just go grab some calls on Apple. Um, and so it ended up working out in my favor and Apple moved from 150 to 164 in a week. And that's, that's huge on Apple. Mm -hmm. uh, we know, we know Apple is very liquid, but not the most volatile company. So it's not going to move like Amazon or Google or anything like that. But a 14 point move yeah. on Apple in a week is, is pretty significant um, to me. Um, so I'm kind of, I, I kind of got off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about just looking at um the different time frames. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I had what's called confluence. So I had multiple, multiple um, time frames, uh, time frames that were aligning and not necessarily just with my bias, because I always teach to be as non-biased as possible. So if you feel like, you know, something's going to be bullish, you got to think about, you know, the possibility of a bear scenario. You, you just have to so that you can be prepared in case it does happen. Um, so using that multiple time frames and I even pieced together, you know, some some fundamentals in, in the mix. And I was like, yo, if this don't work out, then it just is what it is. It's, it's like, you know, guarding LeBron and he dunks on you anyway. But you played the best defense of your life, but he was just too good for you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can live with that. I can live with that loss. You know, I did my due diligence and it just didn't work out. But in this case, it worked out. So um, just being able to look at those low, at the higher time frame and see that, okay, this is what's happening. But mm -hmm. let me go down and see, you know, where I could possibly get in or the lower time frames confirming, you know, what I'm seeing or what I'm thinking. Um, and then use those lower time frames to find a, a pretty decent entry. So it worked okay. out. All right. So the next question I have for you is this, because I know that you, know, you said that when you know how to chart and then shot the past Antonio, he said you could chart anything. Um, yeah. And I know that recently you've been testing out your skills uh, in the crypto space over the last year. Or so like, um, so how's ha how has that worked out taking the same skills that you use uh, with options and applying them to crypto in terms of charting? What do you find is the similarities and the differences, if any? There are definitely some nuances uh, between them, but price action is price action. But crypto is just a little 
for me, it it was an adjustment to get go from okay, the markets are open from nine to four thirty, but crypto is just open twenty four seven. So it took me a while to adjust to just that because I'm like, okay, well, what, what's the daily candle? What where does it stop? Where does it start? Where does the day end? Where does the day uh, start? Where does the week end? Where does the week start? And what a lot of people don't realize is that for crypto, the weeks run from Wednesday to Tuesday and not from Sunday to, you know, to, to Saturday yep. um, or Monday to Friday, like, you know, the stock market. So that was, that took me a while of just watching a chart to be like, wait, something like, I mean, I'm, you know, of course, in the beginning, I'm expecting a week to end on Sunday. So I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, tomorrow I'm about to make my move because, you know, I get a new weekly candle and that's going, you know, pretty much either confirm mm -hmm. or deny my, my hypothesis. And that one mm -hmm. candle just kept going. And I was like, bro, what, what's going on? So that the nuances like that really yeah. were uh, an adjustment for me uh, with getting used to crypto. Um, and then in crypto, well, you, you, of course you have market manipulation in the stock market too, but it's it's a lot more prevalent in crypto um and you can get in in a situation where uh these big money mugs can just you know go stop loss hunting and, and stuff like that but you know i don't i don't really use stop losses but when you're trading on margin like there are some huge risks with that um with uh you know say like you're in this position and you got a certain amount of collateral for that position and somebody decides to go stop loss hunting and you just get caught up in the mix, you know? So mm -hmm. um, the price action is is generally the same. It's similar, <laughs> but there are definitely some nuances that, you know, make them a little less and Stop uh, loss hunting is a big game in crypto. You will yeah. get stopped out immediately. Yeah, if, right. if, if they see too many stop losses at a certain point, somebody is going to come hunting for those stop losses. That is an automatic. Right. Listen, every time Lance says this, I'm amazed that she always and she's told me this multiple times. Like, I don't use stop losses. I'm like, I'm amazed at that because <laughs> I can't not use stop losses because if I don't, I'll be bleeding ungodly because I don't know. I don't, I don't have no chill like the game. <laughs> And you start getting emotional. like, And again, we talk about the psychology of trading within, um, you know, the newer course that's being released. Mm -hmm. But you know what kind of trader you are. So you're, yeah. you know, you're successful yeah. in your style. So it doesn't no, matter. Yeah, because I'll be wanting to rumble the market. Like, what you mean I'm down? Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Give me my money back now. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. So I got I to gotta set stop losses to um, basically to, to avoid you know my psychology my behavior um mm -hmm. you must be a lot more disciplined then because if you don't set stop losses when you see it going against you you just like cut it yourself so i have um with my system i've developed what's called what i call mid position analysis uh, okay. so it's it's basically a set of rules that i employ when i'm down in a trade and so if i'm down in the trade i go to that checklist if if the boss is checked i got to get out uh, but if it's still, you know, like in my favor, maybe the thing is just pulling back a little bit. My entry was a little off. Then I'm going to stick with it. And whatever happens, happens. But I do have mental stop losses. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't I typically don't use stop losses because I don't want nobody to know. Ah, so. got you. This <laughs> is a scientist, yo. Like, no, and, I, and I know you have a science background. Like, have you always been that way since you were a kid? Like just everything like 
you you um analyze things like a scientist like is that something that you've always done yeah pretty much Okay. Yeah, yeah, got you. I've been the church guy my whole life. I just wasn't on the church. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's dope though. Every like Lance, Lance has like a you know a hypothesis and a formula for everything. Like that's amazing. That's amazing. The scientific scientific, uh, way that she approaches things. Like I'm, I'm more like visceral and kinetic. Like if Mm -hmm. I just see it and then I do it, and Mm -hmm. then. You know, I've had to learn to trade with stop losses also because I will let it zero out because I've been trained like through gambling to if you put it in, there's a chance you could lose it all. Yeah. You know what I mean, and so what I realized about trading is that it's not gambling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're you you're you setting up things and you you let it, you know, you let it play out to which ever way it plays out. And then if it, you know, hits my stop loss, I'll take my small loss. But mm-hmm. I want my wins to be a lot bigger than my losses. Right. And so that's helped me. But mm-hmm. with, you know, I I can't. If I trade without stop losses, I would probably burn through an account and probably like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that in this conversation that we're having, I think the most important thing for anyone to realize that maybe has never started uh, trading with charts or it started is that you have to find out what works for you because all yep. three of us talked about what our struggles are or you know lance don't got no struggles but i mean the rest of me and corey talked about our struggles but we talked about our approaches to to um to using the charting and trading and i think that's important and we talk about psychology in the course but understand who you are like be very self-aware i guess is what i'm trying to say you have to mm-hmm. be self-aware um when you get into these markets right so corey you have any questions uh you know for lance i do so as you're charting um, and you're going through your checklist, the things that you, you're um, looking for, um, what determines um, whether you uh, enter or just not your whole checklist, but what determines your entry and exit? Um, if I see like if I'm doing my analysis and I'm seeing like not just confluence on the charts, but confluence within my body of rules then it just makes it a higher probability of success for, you know, whatever's pointing to, whether it's bullish or bearish or whether it's just, you know, sit on your hands. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of the major things. Um, and it, it's a source of, of confidence as well. So you can look at a chart and definitely the indecision is always going to be there. Um, but when you see like, okay, let me check this thing. Oh, this is saying bullish. Oh, well, let me check something else. That's saying bullish too. Oh, and then this thing is saying bullish as well. Take take the risk, because uh, at the end of the day, you don't know for sure what's gonna happen. Like you don't know the outcome because you can't control it. Your your goal is to make a strategic, um, take a strategic risk, um, and just you know if if your system is good, if if you're good, then the, your edge is um, your the the prob the probability will eventually work out in your favor. So you're not going to be 100%, you know, in this. You're just not. Um, But if you're strategic about what you're doing, then the probabilities will work out in your favor. So you just have to kind of trust in that, really. Um, The other question I had is um, when you're uh, teaching and someone is looking to learn, um, you know, what because you got you have to learn what system is best for you um what are your parameters for teaching 
like how do you set your teaching parameters for your, your students? So first off, I do like a discovery call. So we'll get on a call um, for, you know, about 30 minutes to an hour, um, just so I can gauge, you know, exactly what it is that they need and to determine if I'm a good fit. Um, I have them to pull up a chart if they're in a situation like, yo, I can read charts, but I'm still having issues um, with, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so we'll get on a call and um, I'll see, you know, if, if, if I'm able to provide, you know, the service that they need to get them to, you know, the, the result that they're looking for. Or if I need to, you know, like, hey, go see, you know, such and such, go see so, such and such. Or um, I had one um, some months back where a lady, she could read charts, but she just wasn't having success. And it turned out it's like it's just a confidence thing for you. Like I'm, I, I'm not gonna take your money. You already know how to read charts. You have a system that you're using that is, has been proven to be successful. So it's just a confidence thing for you. You know, so um, that's the main thing that I do is I'll I'll have a consultation, um, and uh, we'll you know have some um, back and forth dialogue. Uh, about their specific needs to see if you know if if I'm a good fit or if someone else uh, can be a good fit for them um, and you know recently just did that um, and you know the lady turns out you know I have what she needs so uh, actually meeting with her you know shortly but um, yeah that's that's the main thing that I do like I don't have a specific checklist or anything like that we just have some dialogue you know sometimes i'll have them pull up a chart to see you know where they are um in their journey to learning price action uh and then we just go from there yeah so uh, one thing i want to bring up too is you mentioned this um in this conversation about how you removed apple off your watch list <clears throat> excuse me um and you know it's funny because one of the things i learned through trading is you, you're always constantly learning and getting better so I've always like, you know, preached that, you know, stop watching the whole market, watch a small number of companies. But even as I said that, I've actually scaled down myself. I'm at the point now where I'm probably trading like three things, right? Yeah. Um, Spy, Amazon, and, you know, possibly one other. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to learn to do gold. That's something I'm working at now, trying to figure gold out. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, um, how important is it for someone to have a small number of companies? Because a lot of times people are looking at the overall market and not mastering, you know, whatever those uh, companies are. So that's, that's very important. At least it was for me because what I found, and this is going back to what you were saying about being self-aware, is that emotionally, it just wasn't good for me when I was trying to watch the whole market because I would really get upset if some obscure stock took off and I just missed that opportunity. Like I would be so upset, like, how did I miss that? You know what I'm saying? And it's something I never heard of before, but my mind, would kind of play that trick on me. And it just kind, of, just kind of became like a negative feedback loop. And I was like, you know, eventually I had to sit down with myself and I was like, yo, bro, come on. You can't watch thousands of stocks every day. You just can't, it's impossible. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, let me find a few that I can just watch on a regular basis and see if there's some opportunity there. And so I just I started teaching that because I feel like it's a part of psychology that that goes uh, underrepresented 
is, you know, trying to chase, you know, all these stocks and you, you just really can't just keep your eyes on your own paper. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and just re- like, you really got to trust that, okay, I've, I've chosen my three or however many, um, I tell people five is, is don't even do more than five. Really. Got you. Got you. Okay. So um, and so, yeah. And so, you got to trust that those five or however many that you've chosen will give you some opportunity. Like one day, two of them might be on and one day, none of them might be on and that got to be your day off. Um, that was my so, next question to you, Lance. I'm glad you said that. that was my next, Cause some of the best traders that I've met throughout my journey literally don't always have. Tra- so, so some of the newer traders feel like they always have to have something going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked to traders like um, who are excellent traders who say, I didn't do anything this week. Right. And you know, that always blew my mind. Like, what do you mean you didn't do anything? Like, I didn't see anything. I didn't take a trade this week. Like, right. So I didn't see anything I liked, so I just let it go. Yeah, I just didn't mm-hmm. trade it all this week. So I was going to ask you, is, is from your standpoint, how, like, are there, how often do you take trades for one? And is that something that you learned or you always were that way? Uh, it's something that I learned for sure. Um, because when I first started out, I felt like I had to be in markets every day and I needed to be trade multiple things, like trying to be a high frequency trader, not even having high frequency money. So, because <laughs> <laughs> those fees add up, even still they add up. Um, and so, uh, I definitely learned to, okay, just, it's all about quality, not quantity. Cause you can really hit on one trade and be good for the month. Yeah. Um, you, you know, especially if, if you look at stuff like shop and SPX and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like easily you could get five racks in a month, you know, yeah. or even more than that. So, uh, for instance, February, I took 14 trades in February, you know, that's not even, you know, averaging one trade a day. That's just, Oh, do I see something that I like? Um, now of course there were, there was lots of opportunity in February for sure, but, as for me, you know, if I see something that I like, then I take a trade. If I don't see something that I like, or maybe I got too much going on at home, I'm like, I know that I can't, I'm not really a master at dividing my attention like that. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the markets, like I have to be like laser focused in. Um, but if I got stuff competing for my attention and I'm like, I'll hit my group up like, yo, I'm a peep in, you know, here and there, but you know, I'm not trading open today. I'll be back later or I'm not trading at all today, you know, cause yeah. you know, I'm just not in it today. I got, you know, all this other stuff going on. So I just, I really can't pay attention. Self-awareness. Um, and that, and that I had to learn that too, because I would be like, yo, I got World War Three going on right here, but I'm gonna still try to trade and, you know, end up losing some money. You know, even, even in situations, probably some of my worst, uh, biggest losses have been trades that, were great trades, but I wasn't emotionally equipped to stick with the trade. So I'll sell it for like a 25% loss or something. And then that shit will go up four figures, you know, that type of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Listen, so I, I get it. I had a trade and I'll share this on our, on our, on our YouTube channel and everything. I lost like four grand a couple of weeks ago because I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. I literally made the right analysis and my trade was in my favor, but I made the mistake that I learned when trading spot, do not hold your contract overnight. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So if I would have if I would have cashed out that same day, like I intended to, but I was yeah. paying attention. I was oh, see, I was in crypto, like you going was in the crypto like, rabbit hole. I was, I was in the rabbit hole. I was in the rabbit hole doing something degenerate. It was like, oh, uh-huh. cashed out of that contract. Opened up the next morning, and that thing like gapped up, and that was it. But it is what it is. They was only taking their money back because I was up like six the previous week. And, mm-hmm. and to your point about not having to take a lot of trades. Um, we made a trade in our group yesterday with uh, Amazon where I cashed out like, close to a grand or whatever. But if I would have held a little bit longer, I could have ran it to five grand in one trade. And this is one contract, by the way. This wasn't a bunch of contracts. This was one contract. Right. So in thinking about that, it's like you don't have to trade every day. Um, but I right. think all of us, and I think Corey can uh, agree to this too, all of us, when you when you start trading, like the action is where it's at. So you always want to be in it. But what you recognize through time is um, what you said. It's about like you know quality and not the quantity. And every mm-hmm. trader I know, I'm a, I'm at about three to five trades a week. Listen, I might, I might do one a day. I might that's do three. To, I'm a, I'm a, I don't, I'm at about. I used to be at three or five trades a day. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was. You know, I was, you know, my name, my 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 Yolo, name, Yolo, man. Yolo, Yolo, Yolo. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I used to go three or five trades a day. And you know that's not a lot for a high frequency trader, but for right. me, you know what I mean. I I either be up five grand or down five grand on any day. Listen. You know what I mean. Like I was I was I was successful, but I would do a fundamental analysis. I would stick the money in there, and I'm like, I see it, and I'm gonna go for it. My entries was piss poor because I had no charting experience at all. Mm-hmm. But if I see like a, like a still, if I go on an options chain and I see a trend. I'm just going to stick the money there and let it sit there. And I wasn't trading with no stop losses at all because I'm following my analysis. Either, you know either the money going to make money or it's going well, I'm going to lose that money and I'm going to put the money into the next thing that I got going on. And, you know, what I what I learned with that is that I was successful doing that, but I lost a lot of money I didn't have to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, I, and what, I, what I'm recognizing is, like, that's the great thing about, like, um, like studying with Lance, taking the courses and learning it because it's a skill set. Like you don't have to always be doing anything, but you still, once you have that skill set, you're able to go like make money. You turn, mm-hmm. you know, Brianna said this to me the other day. She said, we're basically turning our phones into an ATM machine, right? Because um, I do all my trading on the phone. I'm like, Russ, like I don't even care about a computer. But mm-hmm. to our conversation, Passa, who's one of the great traders, I've seen him take two weeks off and just come back mm-hmm. on a Friday, make an Amazon trade and make a couple grand. But mm-hmm. tell me that like, I'm not trading for the next two weeks. I'm like, right. damn, man, you listen, know. and then you got somebody on the opposite end, like Tone, who does six or seven trades a day. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. yeah, different like, skills, but that's firing, firing rockets, doing six or seven trades a day and knocking them all down. Like, my man just moved to the DR, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. like, I mean, like, you know, but 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 the point is though, like, and, and it goes to what Lance is talking about, about being self aware. And I think that's why, like, even with your students, you take that call to try to figure out like what they're looking at, what kind of trader they are. Um, yeah. and that's good to hear though. Like for, first of all, Lance is such a scientist. She gave, she has her data like on her head. I did 14 and five. Corey, how many trades you do in February? No idea. <laughs> Not offhand. Now if I go, I, I do have a trade. No, I, I, no, but that was my point. That was my point. Lance is but such a scientist. Offhand, she knows her, I can't tell. She knows her data, yo. She knows her yeah. data. That's amazing. And, yeah. and that's one of the things I took from the first course. So for those that didn't get the first course, um, we dropped this new, uh, I forgot we called it, uh, um, you know, educational mixtapes, right? When we drop this next, because um, by the way, it comes in video form, audio form, 
as well as Lance writes a book for each of these courses. So you have a little ebook as well. Um, but for those that didn't take the first one, we're going to offer a combo package you know, with a little discount. So that way you get the first one and the second one. Um, but that was like uh, some of the lessons in, in, in the first one, you know, about being self-aware. So psychology is per permeated throughout both of these courses. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's very important um, to be self-aware. But one of the things I took away the most in the first course was like Lance's like, like a Kobe type work ethic. Like she knows her numbers. She knows her trades. And she talked a lot about going back and studying your trades, successful and unsuccessful to see what you did right and see what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. Um and the fact that you know how many trades you had just off the top of your head, that shows that you like you're still at it, like studying all your yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Let me yeah. let me say <laughs> going to um, uh, uh, what Corey was talking about uh, with um, how he would just stick some money in there after doing his fundamentals. So if if anybody watching this has has read, you know, you guys book, you know, on your time and space. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of had this thought uh, just now. Charts allow you the luxury of more time, like yeah. period. Because if you're just jumping into a trade without knowing charts, you know, maybe it's just based on the fundamentals and it may be, you know, turn out to be a good trade. But if you're down for weeks and weeks at a time, you're losing time. Yep. You, you could be doing better things with your money during that time and get a better entry and have a smaller drawdown and less time in the trade, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I just want to. I was spending. That. No, that's my, I, me, average time, my average time in the trade was like 35 days. Mm, Yo, okay. Me, me and Corey had this conversation a couple of days ago. Not when I when I lost that money, I said, mm -hmm. you know, the worst part about it wasn't the money because I had I had I was kicking a spy's ass for maybe two weeks straight. So it was there yeah. really to get my money back. But I said it wasn't the money. I said it's the time mm -hmm. because it's like not that i'm starting over because again it was their money but yeah. all that is time like now right. i gotta like, you know what i mean before i start to like get more profit i gotta get that four back like yep it's time you know what i'm saying yep. i just spent the block on spy this week though so i smacked him again like you know what i mean so me and spy be out here beefing we ops <laughs> <laughs> but, but but no but but you know you're right about that it, it absolutely is time um and you know to bring it all together um you save yourself time by studying. So what I will say is this um, new course is phenomenal. It, it, it changed me and Corey's life and we're the only ones that seen it outside of Lance. So I know when it gets, when it hits the streets and the people see it, what it'll do. Um, I've been investing in trading for 20 years and this still blew me away because now not only is Lance giving up specific setups, but it reinforced things that I thought, but taught me a lot new, a lot of newer things. Um, so I can't wait for the people to see this, um, but this saves you time. Also, <clears throat> when you get this course, it gets you access to um, our By the Hood University. And we're in there every day talking about crypto and stocks and real estate, all, you know, and it's a bunch of folks that look like us that share information. And anybody who gets the course gets access to that, um, that community as well. Mm -hmm. And we're in that community, by the way. And this is a, the course is a one time thing. But when you're in the community, we're in there every Sunday. Uh, you know, um, at noon, uh, you know, doing an options class. But next week, I get you on a panel of that Sunday class too, just to share with you. But anyway, with all that being said, for anyone who gets the course, the um, part one, part two, or the combo, I suggest you get the combo if you haven't got part uh, one because sure. it's, it's they they work together, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, and let's talk about that real briefly. Last thing I want to talk about, Lance, is um, explain the difference of where you started with teaching in part one and what you added to part two. 
Okay, so part one uh, gives you the basics. Like it, it's it's more designed for beginners. Like I've never seen, I've seen a chart, but I have no idea what it's saying. So that's what part one is about. It takes you from knowing how to read, you know, basic candles, um, and then it gives you like a setup. So once you finish part one, you're able to start to uh, read charts and you know make some decisions based off those charts with practice, of course. Um, and then part two really builds on that and give it, it kind of goes deeper into what you got in part one um, and explains things a lot more thoroughly uh, and really, really digs more into that, the practical psychology side um, of trading, so. Yeah, and yeah. the feedback, the feedback from the first one was insane. Like we got so many, so much great feedback from the first one. That I can't wait for those folks to see the second one. So, um, listen. <clears throat> so, if you listen out there, um, you know, God charts and so shall you. Our educational mixtape is coming out. You know, probably this week. When you see these guys on Wednesday, we probably drop either this week or the following week. But you know, you, you, we'll post it on all of our socials to let you know the exact date that it drops. Um, we'll have the combo if you haven't got part one. You'll also get access to the community. But we definitely want to bring Lance onto the pod to talk about this because. Um, this is a skill set that all of us can learn, right? And, and doesn't mean that you have to leave your job to be a full-time trader. You don't have to do any of that. Um, right. You can set up swing trades that, you know, you're making money in the market while you're working. Like, what's better than that, mm -hmm. right? And what'll happen is you'll start out earning yourself at your job, right? But anyway, um, but it's something I think that a lot of our folks should really, like, you know, try to embrace because it is very intimidating. But once you start to, um, you know, study, you recognize that it's really not that deep. And by the way, I do want to say this, um, that this episode is for educational and informational purposes only. This is not investment advice and all trading does involve risk. So please do your proper due diligence. But Lance, I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your time on our pod, um, you know, this week. And thank you just for being part of the community and building with us and, and allowing us to be part of the journey as you like, you know, put these, 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 these mixtapes together, as I call them. <laughs> Yo, I the much gratitude and love to you guys. Um, whatever y'all want, I'm here. Absolutely. We got before the year is out, we got to do something live. Like, well, and me and Corey will come, uh, come down to Carolina as well because I got family down there anyway. Um, yeah. so we, we need to set something up. We do another live event, you know. Yeah, um, I'm with it. I'm with okay. it. Okay. We're going to talk about that. But for the folks out okay. there, um, I'm going to put all of Lance's uh socials um in the description box. And I also put the links for you to get, you know, get God charts and so shall you. Um, just <laughs> take a look at all of the different, uh, the different charting courses that we put together with Lance. It's a whole series. Um, it's phenomenal. And I can't wait to see what we do in the future. Um, but Corey, you got any final words, bro? Nah, man. I'm just, you know, she got me on the chart. So if, if she got me on the chart, that's that's all you need to know. You don't need to know <laughs> anything else. You, you don't need to know anything else. She had, I traded off of a chart this month. I never trade off of a chart. Yo, oh, and it's not, it's not just that Corey trade off a chart when he showed me his chart. I'm like, ho, ho, ho. He like, I'm like, hold up. I'm like, uh, Lance, that's what I told, I told him this week. And we were in a different class. We we're in a whole different. I said, yo, Lance is officially the GOAT. I know a lot of great charters, but Lance is the GOAT because <laughs> she got my brother on the chart and he's like been anti chart. And this, this is me. There's too much going on. With, like, so <laughs> people be having so much going on in their charts. Every time I yeah. look at my chart, that like it make me want to throw. I'm like, what's all that? Like, that's unnecessary. <laughs> 
But I mean, and that's all that stuff on there. But that's what Lance said in the beginning. Like you can simplify these things, and you don't yeah. have to do that. But you know, a lot of times people do that because it look good for screenshots. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> people know exactly what's going on, and some people want the screenshots. Corey, you live in the screenshot world, man. Let them get these. Yo, man. Let them get these screenshots Stop. off. There's too much going on. Stop. Let them get these screenshots, <laughs> screenshots off, man. Anyway, Lance, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, we love you, and uh, we can't wait to see um how the, the reaction is when people see this new course. Um, and Same. you know, for everybody out there, make sure that you uh you know follow Lance, um, see everything that she's got going on, and take a look at the course. Um, and get into the community and make sure you build and ask questions once you're in the community because we have a lot of we got so many folks in there that are just like brilliant and it, it's mm -hmm. folks back there that you, you guys know just from like, you know, um, their popularity, but you have no idea that they're there, but everybody builds and, and, and shares information, which is the most powerful thing. So make sure you take advantage of that. When you get in the community, give us feedback on the course. Once you get the course, let us know, um, you know, what you think. Um, and, and let us know if you like Corey, like if you just go a, a complete convert, right? She had Corey take like his, uh, his, his chart Shahada. Now like he went and just switched religions. Like, <laughs> 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 like Corey, Corey's out of here now, man. Corey's out of here. But anyway, though, for, um, everybody out there, um, yeah, make sure you give us some feedback um, about this episode as well as the course when you get it. Lance, you already know what it is. And for everybody, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates. And we shall see you guys on our next episode. Peace. Yeah.